This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight... Pretty disturbing story out of the United Kingdom. Really, they, they are a few steps ahead as far as the, the race towards the totalitarian uh, police state. The U.K. is a few steps ahead of the United States They don't States have that government. pesky constitution that uh, they, they have to pretend to follow. Right. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's one of the major factors. Uh, and they just had a few extra years on top of us as well. You know, their, their empire has been around longer. It's not as big worldwide, but... The U.K. itself has been around for a little One while. might be able to uh, make an argument that at one, at one point it was. So here is the story from the Telegraph, telegraph.co.uk, the next step in their police state, the home office. And by the way, this could come here. So don't forget that whenever you hear some government doing something awful around the world, remember, one government getting away with something always gives other government people the idea. They say, oh, why didn't we think of that? We could be doing that, too. I think they, they think, holy crap, they're getting away with that? Yeah. Well, who knows what goes through their heads, but we do know that governments do borrow bad ideas from one another. Anyway, the Home Office in Great Britain will be creating a database to store the details of every phone call made, every email sent, every web page visited by British citizens in the previous year under plans currently under discussion. I can only imagine how large this this computer that's going to hold this <laughs> must be. I, I really can't imagine it either. That's beyond what I can fathom. But the idea that that's going to happen is pretty scary. Disturbing they, stuff, yeah. Yeah, they want to create the system to fight terrorism and crime. Police and security services believe... Because gathering all the emails and telephone calls made in Great Britain is going to fight terrorism and crime. How are they even going to know what's in all that stuff? I don't know. Perhaps they'll get to that here. The police and security services believe it'll make it easier to access important data as communications become more complex. Telecoms firms and Internet service providers have already been approached by the Home Office, which would be given customer records if the plans were realized. The security services and police would then be able to access records for any individual over the previous 12 months by gaining permission through the courts. And so we all know how easy that is. Now that the telecoms are going to be required required to store this information? That's what not, it sounds like, Not yeah. the, the British not the government. government. Of course. It's, it, they always do that. They try to leverage the, uh, the corporations and get them to do their dirty work for them. Well, it, it seems to be working. Well, yeah. That, I mean, what they say is, well, if you don't do this, we're going to shut you down. Oh, okay, well... I always wanted to do this kind of work, so I guess I'll obey, because I don't want to get shut down. Yeah. But, of course, if more businesses stopped obeying the government, then we'd have a totally different situation. But I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. I wouldn't hang my hat on that one. Yeah, the plans will raise concern from data protection and civil liberty campaigners and fuel objections to the perceived rise of a big, a big brother state. Remember, this is the same country with, what, 3 million CCTV cameras in London? And maybe it's not just London, maybe it's all around the country, but there's a lot of damn cameras. And there's also a database we should mention of children. Every child in the U.K. has a record, and there are several bureaucrats across the state, something like 300,000 bureaucrats and doctors and teachers and things like that, that have access to these files and can pretty much write whatever it is they want in there. I thought the, yeah, the, the teachers could uh, write what they want in there. Yep. and you know, like They can ask, well, Johnny, did you eat your broccoli this week? And Who it, knows, it, it, it really it has to do – diets are included in this yep. database. 
So uh, there are going to be worries about the Home Office's ability to safeguard the data from loss or theft after recent incidents, such as when the child benefit information of every family in Britain with a child under 16 were mislaid. There will also be doubts about its capacity to manage such a large volume of information. About 57 billion text messages were sent in Britain last year, while an estimated 3 billion emails are sent every single day. Since last October, telecom companies have been required to keep records of phone calls and text messages for 12 months. So text messaging is already being monitored there. The plans are being considered for inclusion in the draft communications bill to be published later this year. They're in an early stage, blah, blah, blah. So they're moving towards this. This is the direction they're going in. And there's very little that the people over there can really say or do about it. For the exact reason you got to there, Mark, is that these ISPs aren't going to put their businesses on the line. They're not going to risk having some armed goon squad come in and shut their business down, steal all their equipment. Plus, they don't they, they can't file a lawsuit like they, you know, saying it's unconstitutional because there's, there's no constitution. constitution. We can do whatever we want. It's all totally arbitrary. Which over here, um, they do whatever they want, too. They just sort of ignore the constitution or they, they may get slapped down now and then. And there is actually an update about uh, the FLDS case that right. could Speaking be positive. Speaking of slapdowns. Right, right. Uh, so we'll get to that here. And the finally, the Home Office spokesman says the move was needed to reflect changes in communication that would increasingly undermine our current capabilities to obtain communications data and use it to protect the public. Oh, you know, I feel so much better now. They're just using it to protect us, right. Mark. They're what not was I thinking? Taking away our, they're not taking away our civil liberties and our privacy. Yeah. They're what, protecting us. You know... What 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 was going through my head there? I I was so wrong about these government people. They have my best interests at heart, don't they? Mm. Oh, wait a minute. No, because if they keep going in the same direction they're going in and the United States government keeps going the direction they're going in, then more and more innocent activities, more and more things that today are not necessarily illegal will become illegal. Uh, for instance, maybe maybe talking about making bombs will become illegal under the under the world of governments that have taken you know that that suck in like a giant vortex all of these text messages and emails and you know they find the word bomb and whoa whoa talking about making bombs they've here, already taken away knives and guns in the UK that's right I mean you, a man can't own a knife or a gun to protect his family um, I, I just don't see what else they you know they they can't do much more as far as uh, you know that's that direction i i think that they could i think that likely you'll you'll see a country soon that limits your intake or tries to watch how many candy bars or how many cheeseburgers or well, how many didn't one of the presidential candidates recently suggest that you can't you sh- shouldn't be able to eat as much as you want in this country i i don't remember that but yeah uh, it hurts some about that sure these people especially if you have socialist health care the the people that get out there and uh that run for these offices they think they know better how to live our lives than we do that's the kind of person that would get in charge but they're not only leaders that. right not only and they have they... to come up with new ideas all the old totalitarian ideas are taken they have to have new ones not only do they think they know best how we should live our lives, they're also willing to threaten us with violence if we decide to disagree. Well, you know, how else are you going to control people? Well, that's that would be it. The yeah. only way you can do it is by throwing them in jail, right? And you Threaten have to send a, you have to send a, an armed guard out, uh, armed guy out in order to get them. You know, so violence is really the only uh, the only option for the state. It's the only thing they've got. They they can give suggestions, and it, if they're just suggestions and there's nothing to back them up, they can give laws. They can make laws, and if they have laws, well, then cops have to enforce them. And when cops enforce them, people get hurt. 
You know, speaking of government not obeying its own law, we've got a story about that coming up involving Florida judges and Jack Thompson, of all people. Uh, we'll tell you what old Jack's been doing that's kind of sounds like it's pro-liberty. Well, he claimed to be a uh, reforming yeah, libertarian we'll, we'll or something. We'll see about that. Uh, that's all coming up. Your calls are primary. So keep your eyes on Great Britain and watch as those policies slowly migrate across the pond here to the United States. 800-259-9231. We go to Dana in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Dana. Hi. How are you guys? Hey, Dana. Good, what's Dana. on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to share with you the actual official order from the Texas Court of Appeals 3rd District in regards to CPS and the Nazi judge. This is the brand uh, this is brand new news as of Dana, this is brand new news as of today, correct? Yes, about 4 o'clock this afternoon is when it came out that I got it off of San Angelo News. That's a good place for people to go and get update and current information about this whole issue because the court of the Nazi judge Walter is Walter is in San Angelo. Mm-hmm. Now, what is interesting about this, and I think it's a big hurrah, finally there is some recognizable justice going on in this whole incident. Yeah. Can I read to you their decision? It's a paragraph long. Okay, Okay. go ahead. It says, we find that the department did not carry out its burden of proof under Section 262.201, which is the Texas Code for immediate removal of children that are in immediate harm of physical or health situations. I understand there's more good news. Hang on, Dana. We'll bring you back here. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. The latest on FLDS coming up here on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They have patents, wills, trademarks. You can use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. Let's go back to Dana, who is on the line in Texas. Dana, who is also, as we have been following the FLDS case, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a group of people who actually almost two months ago at this point, it's hard to believe it's been that long, but almost two months ago, uh, had the Texas authorities come by and raid their residence and steal over 400 children, kidnap them and take them away in state custody and then distribute them and disperse them, split up, you know, splitting up uh, brother and sister, sending them off to foster homes to face who knows what. And it's just been an awful tragedy. And today there was somewhat of a positive break in the case. And you were telling us, Dana, what that was. If you could, you uh, you were pointing out, the. I guess you were reading the judge's ruling that said that they had not, apparently Texas CPS had not reached, what was it? Well, they're saying that set out by Texas Code for the legal immediate emergency removal of children had not met. That burden of proof. Burden of proof. And it goes on to say, and this is at the on, on the last page, on page nine, the last paragraph, of course, the evidence adduced at the hearing held April the seventeenth, eighteenth, two thousand eight, was legally and factually insufficient 
to support the findings acquired required by Section 262.201 to maintain custody of realtors' children. These are the moms that appealed or had a motion in another state court. So is this only a... was based on... Anyway, let me finish. Realtors' children with the department. Consequently, the district court abused its discretion in failing to return the realtors' children to the realtors, which are the moms. The realtors' petition for writ of mandamus is conditionally granted. And what writ does of that mandamus mean? means immediate before the court without taking a breath. The redistrict court is directed, which is Judge Walther, to vacate its temporary orders granting sole managing conservatorship of the children of the realtors to the department. The writ will issue. What is that? Only so it's too much, Dan. It was a longer paragraph than I expected it to be. So uh, what's huh? so? Uh, it was a longer paragraph than I expected it to be, and I can't stand the the legalese stuff. Mm-hmm. So what you're getting at here is that the court has to has ten days to, according to a story at the Deseret News, DeseretNews.com, they have right. ten days to decide what to do with the children. Well, the appellate court is going to issue a writ of mandamus if the district court doesn't handle it properly within that timeline. And the writ of mandamus means an appearance with all of the persons in custody before the court and an immediate release or prove up why they're being held in custody. Interesting. So they're basically, they calling, the, they're basically calling the question. Dana, thank you for the call tonight. Oh, before Dana, Dana, oh. before you go. Dana's still there? there? Dana? She's gone. Gone. What was your question? I, I, I was for Dana. I'm just curious as to what it was going to be. I, well, Dana's called several times on this issue, and I was wondering um, if she was related to this group in some way. Someone had suggested that the uh, the accent that she has she is... She sounds Texan. Well, they they suggested that the accent she has specifically sounds kind of FLDS, but huh. whatever. Uh, I don't really... Uh, right and wrong yeah. doesn't... You know, curiosity yeah. more so than anything else. Uh, so the story here, DeseretNews.com says an Austin appeals court has ruled that Texas child welfare authorities acted improperly in removing more than 450 children from the YFC ranch. Uh, lawyers for the mothers said the ruling only affects 38 of the mothers and their children, but they expect it will be interpreted to include the hundreds of other children taken in the early April raid. So this could be good news. It's certainly an, a, a positive indicator and unexpected, I must yeah, say. You know, that I was uh, I was talking to Jim, J- uh, Jim Johnson, Lauren Canario's uh, husband today. I, we uh, worked together on my house, and I said, you know, these, these courts, they make just enough good rulings to keep you, uh, you know, to keep you on your toes, to keep you confused as to whether or not they're really out to get uh, to Americans' freedoms, because mm-hmm. you know, here's here's a court ruling that uh, is a good one, and they happen now and then, you know, court rulings that I think are good and 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 I agree with. Of but course, it hasn't resulted in the kids being returned. There's so many court rulings out there that are bad, and they can't, they don't, they cannot, and do not stave off the uh, the the inevitable growth of government. Mm-hmm. And I, well, this won't stop the growth of government. No. But I mean, this was a huge power grab, what they went for here. This was not a baby step, what well, they did here. Un- understood, but uh, this really could th- – this particular thing basically said that uh, the uh, CPS could come and get your kid anytime they wanted. All they had to have was uh, somebody in the neighborhood saying uh, you know, that the kids are being abused. According to the appeals court ruling, CPS failed to present evidence of physical danger to children who hadn't reached puberty, nor evidence that pubescent female children were in physical danger other than the pervasive system of belief condoning polygamy and underage females having children. 
According to the court, the existence of the FLDS belief system by itself doesn't put children of FLDS parents in physical danger. Evidence that children raised in this particular environment may someday have their physical health and safety threatened is not evidence that the danger is imminent enough to warrant invoking the extreme measure of immediate removal prior to full litigation, blah, blah, blah. So again, according to uh, DeseretNews.com, they said that CPS didn't make reasonable efforts to even consider other options than removing the children. Have to agree with that, too. They just went straight to the tanks. Yeah, Literally, they, just... they brought out a tank to, ra- to raid these people's farm. According to the one of the attorneys representing the mothers, uh, the people had an opportunity to put things in God's hands, and he grants your play- prayers, blah, blah, blah. All right, so there, that's the story. So there's... There's a good news for you, and we'll see what continues to happen here. Though it should be pointed out that CPS has not jumped up and said, oh, we've made a huge mistake. All right, we'll return these kids tonight. They're they're holding off. This is still going to take a little bit more time. And and by the way, don't jump for joy over this because the, the damage has still been done. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- these kids have been out of their parents' custody for almost two months at this point, and who knows what sort of poison, at least from the viewpoint of the FLDS, what poisonous ideas the CPS people have been putting in these kids' heads about how they've been raised. You know, and, and it's, it's just a traumatic experience for the kids, no matter what. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, we will continue keeping an eye on this particular case because it's certainly one of the more tragic stories, I think, that we've encountered at least during our time doing this show, doing the show here. I, I I have to agree. It's it's on a on a scale that is just stunning in how unbelievable it is that they that they could go and do something like that, take 400 children away from their families. But we're seeing more of this, and it's not just happening to happening to children. It's happening to just adults uh the immigration raids that we're seeing around the country the uh, the town in iowa i got an email talking about we i think it was the beginning of the week we were talking about an, uh, the iowa immigration raid where over 300 people were arrested mm. so 400 children down in texas and iowa it was 300 people how many and, of those people had children right and the town's Most. economy has been heavily damaged there was only a few thousand people living there in the first place and they just arrested 300 of them they literally arrested a significant chunk of the population. More coming up. You take control, but well, that's the price we got to pay if we want to live in, without them immigrants around, right? 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, so just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds or working out and eating right? No longer working to help you lose weight. If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. 
Get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. To your phone calls we go. The amp line, it's Mac in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live, Mac. How's it going, guys? Hey, Good great, sir. Mac. What's in your mind? Um, let's talk about calm trails. Oh, my goodness. You're joking. I know you're joking because you've pulled this one on us before. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got for no, us tonight? I may want to torture you like that. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Go ahead, sir. Um, What's on your mind? I can't catch my But um, I, was, I came across a news article about a museum of fallacies. Fa- fallacies? Fallacies? Or, or fallacies? Fallacies, yeah. Okay. okay. As in uh, ma- male genitalia, that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Don't make this? a museum for anything. I say I lay out the um the cop stories for a while. I do have one, but I just posted it. <laughs> so yeah, this is it. this is fine. Anything goes on this show. Where is this museum? Is it in America? It's in Iceland. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that didn't seem like something that would fly. It seemed <laughs> seemed like a a European kind of a thing. Let's see. This man he he started his collection in 1974 with a single bull's penis. Mm-hmm. And he has 261 penises from 90 species. The largest is um, from a sperm whale, which is um, where it weighs 154 pounds. And <laughs> oh wow! I hear it's big. Yeah. 154 pounds. That's bigger than I am. How long was it? <laughs> five and a half feet long. Wow. And That's... he missing one. He missing a penis from one. Species that he really wants to get a hold of. Oh, so he's trying to complete the collection. He's well, trying to get. He's a... not going to be successful in that. But what is the uh, what, what's the species he's looking at? Looking for? Homo sapiens. Oh well, heavens! I don't a think that, that shouldn't be too difficult to get. No, no. Contact uh, you know one of those scientific laboratories that does autopsies on corpses. I'm They'll sure. Go they on the internet. Out. Somebody yes, will lop it yes, off and yes, give it to you. People, yes, there's four people lined up to um, donate <laughs> after they die. <laughs> That's amazing to me. I how long has this museum been around? You know. Uh, for a couple of years, but like I say, he, he has the um, collection up since 1974. Well, you know, he if you're going to have a, I mean, if you've got a big collection like that, you might as well open up a museum to yourself and to your collection. I, I say more yeah. power to him. I think it's a, it's a fine idea. Is he actually making money at it? Last year, you say he actually made a profit. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> You know, I I might pay. I might pay to see a, a whale penis. I mean, that seems like if it was convenient. Yeah, yeah. If it was there, if I was there, and it was there, and it was cheap, sure. Mac, thanks for the story tonight. We appreciate you bringing it up. Yep, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Now, since we're talking about genitalia, I was on uh, YouTube. Oh no! Yesterday, and I, I I what had brought me there was a video of a porcupine versus lions. Right? Uh, yeah, I saw that video. Okay, cool video, right? Where the porcupine is is uh, like the African jungle and surrounded by a pack of lions. The adult lions know not, what's up. Not a good place to be. However, the porcupine seemed to be handling himself rather no well. No problem, yeah. Just kind of cool. turning, turning his backside towards the lions. And uh, one lion, it seemed, got a little too close and got either a, a mouth or a paw full of uh, uh, quills. Apparently, and, it was one of the, the baby lions that was a little bit inexperienced. Younger, and, yeah. Yeah, didn't know. Yeah, younger, I guess you're right. There weren't, I didn't see any baby lions. True. True. Juvenile, uh, perhaps. And so it didn't realize what it was getting into, and the lions quickly backed off. But, of course, when you're, when you're on YouTube, they've got those related videos. So if you look down and to the right, you see the different uh, related choices you can click on. So I was just ch- clicking around, you know, watched a couple other porcupine videos. They are the cutest rodents. 
They're very cute. They're rodents, huh? Yes, big. I, they're very big rodents. I, did, I was not aware that they were, in fact, rodents. I do, however, have the same affinity for porcupines that you do, being how people that move for the Free State Project or even sign up for the Free State Project are called porcupines. That is true. And the reason for that is because we're cute and cuddly until you... Tell us we can't be free, and then we get upset. Yeah. Porcupines, they go along, they do a little, little business yeah. until you mess with them, and then just don't mess with yeah. us. So I was watching these videos, and of course, eventually, something popped up that was a little unusual. A kangaroo pleasuring itself. And I went and I, had, I just had to, I had to see it. It's the internet. It's one of those things I hadn't seen yet. So I, uh, I went and took a look, and I have to say it was quite amusing. It was uh, some 20-second clip of, of like a British documentary being filmed. This guy's sitting in a field, and then behind him there is uh, there's a kangaroo just laying down. And all of a sudden, you sure he, it was an Australian documentary? Maybe it was Australian. Anyway, he hunches up, and you can just see him start to sort of make those motions, you know, in the background, and it was quite obvious what he was doing. And so then I went and I watched a, uh, a cat... And I watched a dog, <laughs> and I have to say the dog one was the most amusing. You don't feel a little dirty after all this? No, no. You know what? It, in fact, what I thought was, this is fascinating, because YouTube allows animal masturbation videos, which, I mean, by all means, are very explicit. <laughs> so they allow this. But yet there's a you know there's a no nudity policy. You can't have naked human parts, let alone people touching their human parts well, on YouTube. And I'm not advocating that they should. Right, I just think it's the reason that they the reason that they, they do. do that is is clear and obvious because there's lots of porn on the internet. You can go find some place right. of pretty much anything you want to see humans doing to each other or to themselves. And they want to be mass some, market, and they don't want right, the, the right. porn. They, so they can be mass market, and they can differentiate themselves. But and why is it that porn, porn is would, offensive? Would take over YouTube. I, if, no, I understand. I'm not advocating that YouTube change their policy or anything like that. I just found it amusing that it's okay to have these explicit animal masturbatory videos on YouTube and it's not okay to have porn. Why is it that people are so uncomfortable with human nudity and human uh, sexual interaction, but yet when it's the monkeys or the dogs having sex or touching themselves, then it's, oh, <laughs> then it's just funny. Then it's just, oh, isn't that cute or isn't that weird or silly? Well, my recommendation to you would uh, be that if we were in kangaroos, then kangaroo masturb- masturbation would be more, uh, you know, con- disconcerting. Yeah. No, I, I don't know about that because it would seem to me that organized religion, to some extent, is is behind this. I mean, obviously, it was behind the Puritanism that is infecting this country today, the United States. That's just so it's just out there. People are so uncomfortable about themselves and their sexuality. I mean, a lot of people won't even admit to self pleasuring, but yet when animals are doing it. And you're there, then there's you know there's all this uncomfortable laughter as though there's something weird about that, and there's nothing weird about it. And I think that's what those videos show is that, huh? Look at that, you know, Scruffy the dog does it too. I mean, <laughs> this is one of the most natural things, but yet human beings are raised up in this environment to believe that you know it's evil or it's uh, satanic or it's wrong, it's immoral uh, to to pleasure oneself. And I just found that particularly amusing. And I know I'm going to catch some heat from the listeners. What were you doing looking at dog self-pleasuring videos? <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you that... Uh, Just go watch one. You'll, 
You'll enjoy from, it. From a religious standpoint, I think that it's it's um, it's bad. The is it bad major for, religions, for a dog to? No, no. Uh, major no. religions uh, standpoint on masturba- masturbation. Uh, you know, Christianity's standpoint on masturbation largely is you shouldn't do it. Lusting shouldn't you know, spill the yeah, seed, own in or whatever. Right. Uh, it's it's less about masturbation, more about lust. But you know, lust is pretty much an integral part of uh, masturbation mm. for most people that that do such a thing, and. Um, it it really it causes people a, a great deal of upset. You know, a guy can uh, manage to get everything in his life, uh, you know, to be as Christ-like as he possibly can be. But you're talking about an 18, 19, 20-year-old guy. He's just not going to be able to handle that. <laughs> you know, that's just not that's not something. You mean abstaining? That, right. Ab- abstinence is just it's very difficult for the average guy. And then 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 you have this whole conviction and sin thing and. You would think that they'd be encouraging self-pleasuring amongst young people in order to prevent them from going out and actually having sex. This but could be their it's outlet. More proof that religions in general just don't make sense. No, you're right. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The latest on Jack Thompson and something that he did that apparently was pretty positive. I'll explain all that coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you enjoy the show, you like what we're doing on Free Talk Live, then support us by shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live. We'll get a cut. We'll get a percentage of your purchase. Doesn't matter what category you order from, 41 categories to shop in, and used items even. Anything you buy, Free Talk Live gets a percent if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So the latest about Jack Thompson, of all people, who we just happened to talk about earlier this week. The story earlier was that the apparently the, I guess the judicial system down in Florida where he lives has strung him up. They've uh, they're recommending that he be found guilty on dozens of counts of I forget what the exact terminology was, some sort of judicial malfeasance or lawyerly malfeasance or something like that. I I could pull up the story, but anyway, Jack Thompson's in trouble with the Florida courts. So apparently, we're discovering why that is now. Why was Jack Thompson being targeted for this by these government judges? Turns out, Jack Thompson uncovered something pretty intriguing about the Florida court system. This according to the Liberty Sentinel at libertysentinel.org. Chief Judge Joseph Farina of Florida's 11th Judicial Circuit has commissioned a criminal investigation of Judge David Tunis for allegedly having a forged loyalty oath filed on her behalf. Hmm. Additionally, her oaths were not notarized as required by law, a crime that could carry severe penalties. According to attorneys and legal researchers, the violation is actually a statewide problem. There may not be, or there may be, rather, other judges in the state as well as, as well who have not complied with this crucial law. So this may be a scandal that engulfs Florida's bench, according to Jack Thompson. This thumbing of their noses by judges at the law and the Constitution is what we are increasingly seeing from judges at all levels, state and federal. 
The case against Tunis was brought to light by Thompson after a scuffle with the video game industry resulted in disciplinary proceedings against him under the judge in question. This is despite Thompson's good standing with the Florida Bar for over 30 years. The law requires all public officers to swear notarized loyalty oaths to both the state and federal constitutions. So Thompson maintains that Judge Tunis is not eligible to collect a paycheck or use the title judge, let alone make rulings. So he's saying that he's caught this judge red-handed with a forged document on file, a document that is required in order for that judge to actually be a government judge. Why would they put a forged document? Why wouldn't she just fill it out if that's what she um, was required to do in order to be a judge? I mean, it's not like they abide by these oaths that they make. Maybe it was forged in that it wasn't notarized. Perhaps that was why it was considered a forgery. But you'd think that they'd be dotting their I's and crossing their T's on this, but for whatever reason, this particular judge, and, and they're suggesting there may be more, don't actually have the uh, the appropriate paperwork filed. Which means that, well, what would that mean for that judge's decisions that she'd made prior to this discovery? If she's not a real judge, then her decisions aren't any good. What, so if you had gone to jail... Yes. Right, if you had gone to jail based on a decision this judge made, does that mean you get out? I, I, I don't know. It would certainly seem to be something worthy uh, worthy of appealing over. Uh, look, look, I don't love the legal system. I, I don't think there's any fixing the legal system. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not actually looking at this with rose-colored glasses on, thinking, oh, this is great. We're going to see some some real justice for once down there in Florida. No, no, I, I understand how just things wondering are. how it'll play out. I do. Well, I just find it interesting, and I think it's worthy. Uh, I think it, it's important for us to point out when someone does something good. That way, we're not always criticizing people like Jack Thompson for for doing what we perceive as the wrong thing. Without... If you're going to be a lawyer, you know, you should be holding the judges and the lawyers to, you know, the standards that they are that are set for them. But it shows you what happens when you try to do that. Jack Thompson yeah. brought this up and now all of a sudden the Florida legal system is going after him whole hog. So, just really gives you a look into how just despicable this whole system is. These people have so much power at their disposal. If you challenge that, they can ruin you. And this is something we've talked about before, that lawyers can only do so much. Now, there are some good guys out there, ladies and gentlemen, that are lawyers. I'm not bashing them all. But I'm, what I want to point out is that they're restricted. They've joined an association, which is essentially a union of lawyers, the mm-hmm. bar, the bar association. And they are very strict rules that they have to follow. And they can be kicked out based on nothing but political reasons. A political reason could be used to dig up an excuse to get someone like Jack Thompson or another lawyer who tries something unusual or discovers something illicit can be used to punish them. And that's what's happening in this case. Now, interestingly enough, in addition to this, we're actually going to have Jack Thompson back on Free Talk Live. I didn't think it was going to happen. And it still may not. You know, something may fall through. But until uh, until we hear otherwise, Jack Thompson is expected to be on the show this Saturday night. We're going to have Danny Ladone on, the creator of the column, the column, Super Columbine Massacre RPG, and the director and producer of the upcoming Playing Columbine DVD, which is coming out. So we're going to have Danny on, then we're going to bring Jack on, and I don't know where it's going to go from there. So it should be interesting. I, I certainly don't either. I'll tell you that I, I watched that Playing Columbine DVD, and uh, it's really great. There's a little bit more about this case, in case you're curious. The Jack Thompson, the Christian attorney, is well known for his campaigns to stop so-called objectionable music or video games being sold to children. 
He says that because of his successes, the big money of his wealthy opponents is being used to try and stop him from practicing law. Florida Supreme Court assigned Tunis as the referee in Thompson's disbarment proceedings, so he sought to have her disqualified because of her alleged prejudice against him. He said his investigation led to an expert witness who will testify that Judge Tunis has allowed someone to forge her signature on the loyalty oath required by Florida statute whatever. He is seeking what's called a judgment of ouster in accordance with Florida law if Tunis cannot prove her right to hold office. Additionally, he claims to have discovered that Tunis didn't even have a valid oath on file at the beginning of her current term. The governor made the appoint but failed to require her to swear the oaths prior to allowing her to start performing duties or collecting pay. Hmm. Would that mean that the governor could possibly face some sort of charges in this? I mean, if he was required to jump through certain hoops in order to approve this judge and he didn't, is that negligent? Can they be charged? Um, I, I, wouldn't hang, I, I wouldn't count on that uh, being a big deal. No, I'm not counting on anything. I'm. It's just. I'm curious. It's a very unusual situation. It is. It's. It's. It's very odd. And I'm. You know. I. I can't say that I have any expertise in this particular area. But. Uh, you know. It's. It's interesting. And I'm. I'm hoping for the best on um, for Jack on this because he doesn't deserve to have been disbarred by um, for you know showing people aren't doing their jobs properly. According to a Florida legal researcher, Bob Hurt. Uh, apparently, the omission rendered the forms null and void because the U.S. and Florida constitutions require an oath. And the law requires that it be properly notarized. So the oath was forged, according to Jack Thompson. He says he's got an expert witness that will prove that. And not only was the oath forged, but it wasn't even notarized. So it's totally invalid. Hmm. And this judge has been sitting on the bench, calling herself a judge. Just goes to show that this government system, they don't have to follow their own rules. Well, uh, How long has this judge been on the bench for? I, you know, so a judge signs this little piece of paper, it matters? I mean, I, I just... You know, I, I don't think the piece of paper matters very much, but they're not following their rules. And But how strange. Why wouldn't she? I mean, what's the reason for this? It's very strange. I, I, I don't have any speculation here as to why. It's very bizarre to me. Anyway, he's, it says here that uh, in the summer of 2006, the researcher unearthed what he called a massive scam involving loyalty oaths. Without the signature and seal of a notary, a public officer can't legally prove that they actually swore the oath. So it's not recognized as valid, he said. It's one of those things you have to do in front of somebody, and they have to sign off on it, basically. Without being legally bound to the law, Florida's judges were allegedly running rampant. So he's claiming he discovered this is pretty widespread. He's calling this a massive scam. What does that mean? Does this tie into some of the conspiratorial things we've heard from callers over the years, suggesting that perhaps this isn't the government that we think it is, necessarily? I'm not making an argument for the government, just... Kind of pointing out that these guys aren't who they even claim to be. They're not even judges. Yeah, it's very interesting. Not that judges, not that a judge means anything to me. It's just a guy in a black robe sitting up up in front of a courtroom. So I'm not confused about what a judge is or is not. But these people aren't even trying to be the judges by their own rules. What's that mean? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Says here that it could have been signed by a spouse or friend, for all anybody knows. The only notarized loyalty oaths on file for the judges in Alachua County, which is where this newspaper is from, LibertySentinel.org. It says the only ones that are on file in the entire Eighth Circuit Court were all filed in late 2007 or early 2008. No documents stretching back to 2000 were immediately available, supporting the allegations made by a growing body of Florida activists. Very interesting. And perhaps Jack Thompson will have some insight into this. We'll have him on the show on Saturday, and we'll find out. More coming up. You take control. Hour 2 is on the way. 
And coming up, Mark, you've got an update on the Atlanta shooting case. About a 90-year-old woman was shot in cold blood by some cops couple years ago at this point. Mm. We'll find out what happened in that case here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment? That's because it's the new media. Dan Carlin. Common sense. I think fast and I talk fast and the people that like this program can deal with that. Common sense with Dan Carlin. A free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's Free Talk Live. Dot com as we give you an update on a case we haven't touched on in a while. It happened a couple of years ago at this point. An old lady just living out her years, remaining years, around 90 years old. Her name was Catherine Johnston, as I recall, in the Atlanta area. Not living in the nicest of neighborhoods. So Miss Johnston had a little pistol that she kept with her. little revolver, I believe it was. And she kept it with her in her home for, you know, just in case something happened. Something. In case some bad guys broke in. That's why you have a pistol. And one night, some bad guys broke in. Except these particular bad guys happened to be Atlanta police officers doing a drug raid. Well, uh, Catherine didn't know that. No. All she heard was bang, Ding, bang, bang you, know, yeah. you know, big noises. And she was sitting in, I believe, Death her easy chair. Half blind. Right, sure. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm sure she's probably had to deal with uh, burglars of some sort or another in the past and probably used that little trusty pistol to uh, fend them off. And, well, this time, she I believe she shot she shot um, at the police officers. Nothing happened. It was probably a little pistol, and they were wearing flak jackets. And uh, they shot her three times. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, at least. And, uh, an Atlanta police officer has been sentenced to four years and six months in prison for lying to investigators after a drug raid ended in the death of ninety-two year, of a ninety-two-year-old woman, Superior Court Judge. So Michael, wait a minute, is he being sentenced for lying or killing an old lady? Lying. <laughs> Superior Court Judge Michael Johnson, um, Johnson also sentenced Arthur Tesla on Thursday to six months of probation. The officer must uh, serve four hundred fifty com- hours of community service. Catherine Johnson died in a hail of bullets after narcotics officers. Burst into her northwest Atlanta home on November the 21st, 2006, using a special no-knock warrant to search for drugs. The 42-year-old Tesla was convicted Tuesday of making false statements. Two other officers have already pled guilty, and Tesla was the only officer to go to trial. So, Did we mention that the warrant in this particular case was just nonsense? Yeah, it was fabricated. a bunch of lies. Yeah. It was uh, lie on top of lie on top of lie. And they were trying to cover it up. And, and it was just it's just a mess. And this woman died. And apparently no one's going to go to prison for killing her. Wow. Just for lying. So just if you told the truth, it. you'd gotten away with it, boys. Yeah, well, you know, some informant told us a bunch of crap and we believed it. And we, you know, we didn't follow up and blah, 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 blah. Wow. So four years. He's going away for four years and four and a half. Yeah, likely likely he won't do anywhere. You know, I don't know what what Georgia's rules are on early release, but, uh, you know, chances are good he won't do that four and a half years entirely. I I had 25. I did eight eight years, seven months on it. So... 
Don't suppose her family members will be getting any restitution or anything like that. Huh? It's just, just grandma's dead. Too bad. I would suspect that's the case. Yeah. Former Atlanta police officer Arthur Tesler was the only officer to go to trial on, in this particular instance. So The other ones played out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Well, they're sort of kind of a little bit of justice, but not really. Four years. Four years is an insult, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. In this particular instance, uh, you know, this was cold blood. I mean, this is they, they sentenced him for lying, which they, they didn't send him sentence him for murder. Yes, the lying's terrible and all that stuff. He was abusing his office of police officer, but he should be responsible for what occurred because of the lying. That old lady would still be alive today if this war on drugs had not been going on. Not only her, but also other people from all around the country that have had their doors kicked in and their lives destroyed by some drug raid. Whether, whether they had the right house or not, sometimes they just get the wrong street, sometimes they get the wrong house number. I mean, sometimes happens all the time. Right. So don't don't sit there and and listen to this story and think to yourself, well, it's okay. I it's not going to happen. The to bang me. and I mean, clunk come on your door in the middle of the night. Right. You, you just can, don't know. You can tell yourself it won't happen, and I'm sure that's you know a good feeling there. But it could be you. They could get the wrong home. They could have the wrong street, and your wife or husband or kids, they could die in the crossfire. Don't I mean even if you don't shoot at the cops that won't stop them from shooting at you. What if you make a move that they don't like? What if you're they're breaking into your home, you're lying on your couch. There's been a story involving just this happening where someone lied on, was lying on their couch, they went and reached for something and then pow, they're dead because the cops They've got itchy trigger figures. Obviously, the cops don't want to get hurt. They're no, it, 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 if, if I was doing this, if I was in the place of the cops, and I wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. um, if I was, then you can believe I'd be ready, scared, hyped up, you know, the whole thing. There'd be all kinds of emotions, and none of them would be positive as I burst through that door. And, you know, it, uh, the cops might be a little bit more hesitant to go and kick in people's doors if they knew that something could be done to them for messing up, but nine times out of ten... Absolutely nothing is done to the cop beyond maybe a reassignment to a different part of the department. I mean, these guys are almost completely untouchable. We've seen it so often where the department just folds its thin blue line of protection around any particular officer. Well, you see what officer. happened with this guy. He got in trouble for the lying and the cover-up. He didn't mm-hmm. get in trouble for the what the lying and the, the cover-up wrought. Led to yeah. the death of a 90-year-old woman. It isn't, that does bad, but that's beside the point. That's cost of doing business around here. It's awful. It is disgusting. And this is one of the reasons why I talk about the idea of shifting away from this government monopolistic police department and moving towards a competitive market-based option where you actually have some different incentives for the cops. Where instead of just being able to arbitrarily get away with whatever it is they, they want to, pretty much, they'll actually be controlled by market forces, by the fact that customers could be disappointed with their experience and say, you know... Don't want your services anymore. We're going across town to the competition. But in this case, there is no competition. In this case, this is all you get is the government cops that you happen to have. Now, yes, some of them are good guys. Okay. Sure. And yes, some departments are better than others. Sure. But the fact is, you still just have that one choice, and it's completely a crapshoot as to whether or not you get a good department or you know a better it, department or a worse department. Or and the people out there that would be cops, the um, you know, they they see these stories, and what do you think the the kind of person that's drawn to this job is 
You mean I, drawn to hurting people and well, it, it depends. being a sadist? I'm not saying that every person drawn to the job, but do you think that the, the people, the sadists of the world, mm-hmm. do you think they're drawn to the office of police officer? Of course. We've seen so much evidence of it. That's not to say that all cops are sadists, but it is to say that it does attract that. In the same way that being a priest attracts pedophiles. You know, I, um, I, I've been going through some changes in my political philosophy here. Haven't we of, all? As of late. And uh, one of my thoughts is that, uh, you know, I've always thought I felt like police officers, roads, uh, intellectual property to some extent, uh, you know, maybe a licensing for a federal aviation authority um, kind of situation. You know, there's there's a few things that I think that we the government might legitimately be able to get its fingers into. But I more and more feel like I, I just I, I'll take my chances without yeah, I think the insurers can handle licensing for aviation. You want your plane to be insured? You got to get your, uh, you know, prove that you can fly it. That kind of thing. And if you don't have it insured, you, you know, well, every penny you make for the rest of your life could be uh, at stake. Yeah. And nothing's stopping some jackball from going out to the nearest airport and stealing an airplane and, you know, trying to fly it somewhere. Odds are good if you don't know what you're doing, you're probably not going to survive the experience. So Darwin will select those people out. (laughs) If you're really bad at it, you probably won't get off the ground. Well, that's true. I've heard it's easier to take off than it is to land. But they will probably, um, w- without a government, flying cars would be, you know, in, coming we'd in short them. order. We'd have them. By and now. they would relatively, they'd be relatively easy to take off. Sure. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you've got Toyota and Honda and all those other car companies competing well, I'm just saying on flying that it would be cars, easier to get your um, flying car off the ground and crash it into someone's home than it is to get a plane off yeah, the ground. Yeah, but flying cars would also be, you know, generation after generation would get better and safer and there'd be new equipment that would be, sure. would come standard. and Sure. So they might even be able to make it so if you lose control or pass out up there or have a you know diabetic shock situation that – I'll bet just... you they could do that with, uh, with helicopters right now. There's uh, some maneuver, and I can't remember what it is, but basically you use the downward momentum of the helicopter that's, say, their yeah, engine's crapped Yeah, spins the blades out. backwards or something right. like that, right? And then you can somehow lift the nose or something like it right at the very the fall, end. Right? Um, the, the, the propeller uh, you know, will catch the wind, and you can use that – Spend and that's just with helicopters, which, I mean, relatively, the, the demand for helicopters is relatively small compared to what the demand for a personal conveyance would be. Mm-hmm. So there'd be even more competition and even more innovation if we actually had that freedom. But we don't, thanks to the FAA. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Politics. Is it a waste of time? That's what one emailer wants to know, and uh, we'll look into that and see how you feel as well. Chime in here. Toll free at 800-259-9231 and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki, over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Just head on over to wiki.freetalklive.com and create virtually anything. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. So head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. It's free. I was just talking to uh, Jason Osborne of SACL CAI here in the uh, Free Talk Live chat room. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com if you're an amplifier. You can't get into the chat unless you're an amplifier. Right, you have to be an amplifier um, and chat with him too. Um, but he's uh, offering limited supply Porkfest beer mugs. Um, and you can drink responsibly with Osborne. They feature a um, select microbrews from New Hampshire, margaritas, and there'll be uh, guest celebrity bartenders, prize drawings, and more all at the uh, fun tent at 
Pork Fest um, this uh, coming up in June. So uh, be there and yep. have fun and party with Osborne. We'll tell you more about Pork Fest here in a little while. Again, 1-800-259-9231 allows you to take control of the airwaves. Uh, let's see here. Email box from John. He says, guys, you've repeatedly stated, or Ian specifically, you've repeatedly stated that you think politics is a waste of time. Now, I can understand you not being interested in personal involvement, but I do think it can be very useful in advancing liberty, even though I don't expect to elect enough pro-liberty government officials to outnumber the thugs currently in power. The way I see it as useful, uh, the way I see it as useful is in spreading the message to those who haven't considered these ideas before. This is one of the major motivations for my involvement in the Ron Paul campaign. I met many people who found these ideas after learning of Ron Paul. I also know many more pro-liberty people locally that I never knew existed. Look how many activists and writers you know that were brought in by Harry Brown, who was the libertarian presidential candidate in 1996 and 2000. I would expect that for decades to come, you will meet and hear of many who were persuaded by the Ron Paul campaign. It's not just the campaigning that's effective. Look at how much attention Ron Paul's received by being an elected official. How much more would he have, would he have been ignored if he were just some retired doctor in Texas who occasionally submitted articles to LewRockwell.com? I think John brings up some great points. I think he's right, yeah. But it does not uh, persuade me to jump back into the political game. I agree with John in that, yes, politics is useful to me in that it does allow a principled candidate to in some instances, more so on a local level, but on a national level, some in some states, uh, it does allow that particular candidate to express the message of liberty to new people, and that that is important. It is how I was brought into the movement. Okay, I'm a Harry Brown libertarian all the way. Sure, he was kind of my entrance into the libertarian movement, and so I don't discount that. And that's really the only use that it does have. The actual processes, the actual political system itself, I have no use for. The, uh, the, the whole idea of being a legislator and being part of that system does not interest me at all, uh, nor does the political process that is required to get involved in the political system, like actually getting involved in party politics, because there's two levels, there's, there's multiple levels to politics. There's the politics that happens on the internal political party level, so if you're involved in the Republicans or Democrats or Libertarians or Greens or whatever it is the political party you're involved in, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, where... At least when I was in the Libertarian Party, it was very, very inefficient. It was very, very – I mean it's central planning. It's not as bad as central planning at the government level, but it's still central planning where you've got a group of people who have different interests trying to make decisions together. And that just doesn't work as well as a, a private organization run by a much smaller group of people, or perhaps even an individual, making decisions for him, him or herself. So I just found that it's more efficient – to work alone or to work outside of the political system than to be constantly battling with the people who might oppose your viewpoint, as we're seeing happen with the Libertarian Party today. The party has fallen so far away from its original founding principle of the of advocating the non-initiation of force, advocating non-aggression against your neighbors, and allowing your neighbors to choose how to live their lives as long as they're not harming anyone else. They've fallen away from that, and they've started supporting governmental intervention. They've started supporting a, a, a government that is much larger than the, uh, the political party that I joined 10 years ago. And so, for me, my time is limited, and so is yours. And 
if you want to spend your time going to political conventions and sitting around and debating over minutia and debating over, you know, the party platform and should we put an and in here and or over there and should we, you know, let's vote on this. Okay, now let's move on to sentence number two and now we're going to change this. I mean, if that's what floats your boat, hey, there's plenty of opportunity for that crap. Have a blast with it. It doesn't work for me. I, I've never liked it. And it's it's what the whole political system is about to me, outside of the points that John makes about the, the fact that, yes, a political campaign can reach out to people and help them open their eyes to some extent. I hope that explains that. You know, and, and I think that uh, I, I think from an educational side, that the Ron Paul campaign really, really was a, a great thing. Um, probably did get a lot of people excited about the ideas of liberty. However, um, you know, just as he says, I don't think that you're going to see the size of government shrink. I don't. It, it, it's just not going to happen. We, we can't get them not only can't get them elected, but I don't even think that there's anything that can be done at this point. The, the snowball right. is so big. It's rolling so fast down the slope to tyranny that I don't think that there's anything that can be done to, to, for the United Not States government. Not within the political system. Um, now, I, I would, I would, I would venture that in, in New Hampshire, that there is something that can be done. There's enough of us here. Um, there's, there's enough of they us can coming. Slow the, they can slow it down for sure, and they I, may be able to. I think they're stop we're it slowing it now. Maybe we can get enough to slow it further, stop it. Roll it back up Maybe. the hill a little bit. Um, I, if, I'm if all it's for all any, of those things. If it's possible anywhere, it's possible here because of the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. But generally, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. If you've got $20 million, I mean, the Ron Paul campaign at one point had $20 million. You can do better with it if you would think of other more creative ideas. You know, $20 million, somebody suggested, would fund a Hollywood movie. I mean, $20 million, you can do a lot with $20 million. Mm. And the political campaigns usually are just flashes in the pan, and libertarian political right. campaigns I think the free barely even count as sparks in the $20 pan. $20 million would have uh, would go a long way for the Free State Project getting completed to 20,000 people. Oh, my gosh. And the, the Free State Project, I think, will do more for uh, for liberty in America than the Ron Paul campaign did. Right. That's my opinion. I'm certainly biased. I may be wrong, but that's what my opinion is. So we will continue paying attention to, at least I will, I'll continue paying attention to principled liberty candidates. And I'll, for, for the time being, for the unforeseen future, we'll continue, uh, or I guess for the foreseen future, we'll continue to contribute and assist in some way, some minor way with those sure. campaigns. Mary Ruart, I'll send her some bucks if she gets nominated for the LP presidential bid. But we talked to Ron Paul on the air as, as often Barr, as, as we could. Bob Barr, Mike Gravel, two so-called libertarians who just joined the party this year. I wouldn't send those guys a dime. Well, I, they're a joke. I need to hear what they have to say. Um, oh, go ahead and look online, man. There's a there's like there's already a few anti-Bob Barr websites out there. I don't think anybody even thinks Mike Gravel has a shot at it. Well, the so, Libertarian Party convention's going on right now, and it uh, is. That's it, right. It's just started, and. Uh, you know, they're going to be is it voting. on C-SPAN this year? I don't know. Normally it is uh, being carried on C-SPAN, so someone might want to look into that. Sometimes the debates can be fun. The speeches are good, but oh my gosh, turn it off when it gets to that platform crap. It's awful. Well, I know that you can get some updates at libertycaptalklive.com. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything. Mark in Knoxville, Eli in New York, and your calls as well. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com, buy great Free Talk Live branded stuff like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, DVD classic archive collector sets, and more. It's all there at store.freetalklive.com. To your phone calls we go. It's Mark listening on uh, WBCR in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. I hey, appreciate you taking my call. First time uh, caller. I've listened to your show before. Welcome aboard. Uh, I'd like to comment about your idea about private police. First of all, we, this government is never going to re- relinquish a monopoly of force. That's why they want to disarm the civilian populace. Okay. Secondly, they are not concerned truly with uh, uh, with controlling crime and stuff like that. It's all about control. I, I agree. With you. There's no doubt about that. Right. That's why they would rather give uh, rather give out speeding tickets and bust people for marijuana or drinking underage or whatever than go out and find the murderers and uh, rapists that are loose in the community. Because there are certainly unsolved crimes in your community, but they're out every day in force in enforcing the speed limit. I'd also like to comment uh, on your uh, your second uh, uh, issue that you were talking about. But before you go on, let's more. talk. I want to talk a little I, bit. Before you go on with the second issue, just another thought on the issue of private police. I agree with you that the government doesn't want to allow that to happen. But the the Russian government didn't want to allow uh, a perestroika or whatever, um, you know, swept through Russia either. They don't want to give up power. That much is true. But the citizens do have the power. So what if people stopped paying them? What if people, not all of them, but a good percentage of them, five, ten percent of them, what if five percent of people just stopped paying their local city governments and said, no, nah, that's okay, we don't want your services. Uh, we're willing to contract for protection services with you or perhaps uh, another agency, some other private agency, but I'm not going to pay for anything I haven't contracted for. What if people started doing that? Well, let me, let me tell you. First of all, you know, what if bullfrogs had wings and wouldn't bump their butts when they hopped? That, here's the bottom line. You've got this country paying an income tax that they don't owe, Okay, that's provable. So it's time to stop. The, the, the average American, uh, until their God is threatened, i.e. their pocketbook, I don't even see them lifting their heads from grazing. I'm with you. I think even uh, so getting 5% would be difficult. I understand and agree with what you're saying, but that's not to say it should not be uh, it should not be uh, striven for, that we should not be going for that, that that should not be our goal, because it's easy to just blow it off and say, well, when pigs fly, Americans will do that. Well, let's do it one person at a time. Let's, let's do it, because here in New Hampshire, we've got the Free State Project, where activists are coming here to be active for liberty. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen here. I'm thinking about stopping paying a, a, at least... A, for a percentage, perhaps 50% of my property taxes, and giving that money back to my tenants instead of uh, c- keeping it all for myself, giving uh, some of it back to them, and, and making that an issue, and talking about it, and promoting it, and inviting other people to do the same thing. And, and I, contacting media about it. Yes, and I don't believe that a bunch of people are going to jump on board because people are scared. They are frightened of the government, but I think that some people need to take those first, watch. Right. They need to take those first few steps to show them, look, this is something that can happen. It's not like pigs flying or frogs with wings. This is something that is possible. 
let's make it happen. Anyway, your second thought, sir. Go ahead. Okay, well, second thought, and I agree with you. I, I've been a member of John Birch Society hearing, and they do some good work, just like the politics uh, being participatory in that. But here's the, here's the conclusion I've come to, and I agree. I'm not a defeatist, and I'll still try That's to good. fight the good fight in the interim. But right now, where I'm putting the majority of my funds and my effort is into actually preparing for what I think it's going to take, because I agree with the other gentleman, this monster, this, this uh, monstrosity of a government, the only way that we're, we have a chance to restore any, and, and I, I, think, I think the Free State Project is, is a good thing, but uh, it's gotten way past the eat, meet, and retreat organizations. Now people need to be preparing themselves spiritually, physically, logistically. They need to be preparing for what our founding fathers did. It has absolutely come to that. You're talking about violence. I can't say I agree. I, I think that it's well, okay I know to... you can't say it anyway because you don't want these low lives to say that you're advocating armed insurrection. Well, I'm not. I let people draw their own conclusions. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even beat around the bush at it because I don't think it's come to that I point I don't think yet. it works. Uh, yeah, it doesn't I, work. I, I think that uh, when you're... It you know, worked in 1776. Look what it got us. <laughs> right. Well, in 1776, before you go on, in 1776... You had a foreign power, essentially, uh, trying to fight a war across an ocean. Here you would have an entrenched uh, domestic power that has all the guns, at least a, 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 not all the guns. They have a great deal of guns. And, you know, you would, you'd have just as much luck getting Americans not to pay their taxes as you would getting enough of them to pick up shotguns yeah. or uh, pistols, which is what they mostly would have, in order to fight an armed insurrection. I can convince my wife, who's pretty much a yellow dog Democrat, I can convince her that uh, not to pay taxes, uh, you know, an income tax a hell of a lot sooner than I can uh, convince her that it's a good idea that I pick up the Mossberg and the Glock That's a great and point. go out and shoot uh, government at people. All right, look, we've got three. I've read a lot of counterinsurgency uh, uh, papers. Mm -hmm. Counterinsurgency people will tell you that it takes, best case scenario, a 10 to 1 ratio to suppress an insurrection, and in most instances, 100 to 1. We've got roughly 300 million people in this country. If just one-tenth of 1% of these round-bellied, gap-jawed sheeples lift their heads <laughs> from grazing and, and say no, that's 300,000 people. 10 to 1 ratio, 3 million. 100 to 1, 30 million. We've only got 1.5 million total people under arms. Only about 1 in, uh, 1 in 5 of those are actual combatants. Add another 1.6 million police officers, 600,000 federal agents. They don't have the manpower. Cause, but sure. you know what? you got to prepare for it. They don't have the manpower, sir, but they do have influence, and they are uh, effective at indoctrinating people and believing in government. So maybe they don't have the manpower or the boots on the ground, but they do have the hearts and the minds of the American people. And if you don't have the hearts and the minds of the American people and you go about doing something like that, then they're going to turn against you. They're going to make you out to look like a bunch of crazies, and you're going to lose because then you know your next-door neighbors will be snitching on you, and they'll be turning against you. And besides, if we can achieve liberty without shedding blood, then shouldn't we go down that path? Absolutely. I'm not arguing that. Okay. But I'm say, I say prepare for the worst. Do sure. your work in the interim, just like you're talking about. Yeah. But prepare for the worst logistically, spiritually, physically, because I'm going to tell you what. Let them collapse this economy like I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
and let let the let the God of most Americans, i.e., their belly, their pocketbook, let that let that get threatened, and we'll see how much lo- uh, loyalty that uh, the government can. can oh guard. yeah, they'll start they paying attention. That, that's why they're militarizing the police. That's why they've got the continuity of government, NSPD fifty one, and everything else. I think Ain't you're no right. Coming down the pie. I think you're right and, about that point that you know if Americans are hungry and poor, then they're going to start paying attention a hell of a lot more than they. The, well, the they dollar the dollar certainly looks like it's going south. I mean, you know, now Absolutely. it's worth. It was worth at one point uh, the Canadian dollar. Uh, you could the loony, right? Right, the loony. Yeah, loony. Now it's Here's one loony for two dollars. So that's crazy. Wow. Well, and and look look at where the euro is in relation to the dollar. Now the euro, I think, is that it takes a, a dollar fifty to buy a euro. Uh, when uh, when it was founded, what ten ten years ago, I believe mm-hmm. there was parity. Uh, no, it was sixty cents. Sixty cents would buy a euro, mm-hmm. and the euro is ten percent backed by gold. Now that you've got Iran uh, going with their oil bourse, yeah. their oil exchange, they want payment for their oil in gold dinars or euros. That's why the real reason we're getting ready to attack them, because if the dollar loses the uh, pet, the uh, reserve status for petroleum purchases in the world, you will see this dollar collapse, and I believe they want to orchestrate it to force us into the Amero or the Euro. Yeah, that seems to be the way they're going. Thank you for the call tonight. Good point, sir. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I agree that one should be prepared, but we do need to uh, figure out solutions that don't involve violence because violence will only beget more violence and then we'll just have some new rulers that'll take control it's not going to work you're right more coming up free talk live this is free talk live it's your show you bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll-free line and it's ian here with you and Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And uh, again, the, those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, which is dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what that's all about. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs, pulls, for every taste and budget. See, uh, save 10% off your order using code FTL. That's innerknobs.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. See their banner at freetalklive.com. I, uh, the the amount of attention you get from internobs.com is is I, that what I've gotten and I would imagine it's the same for everyone. Um, you can go on and look at just their exhaustive amount of knobs, pulls, faucets, we, sinks. We never want our advertisers to treat us any differently than they would treat any other customers yeah. or clients. So I, I I don't want that, and I'm just trying to make sure that uh, you know people know that my experience and what it's been like, and it's been great. All right, 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls about what you want. It's Eli in New York. Eli, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? Hey, Eli, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, a lot of things. I was actually thinking uh, something that we could actually do in order to kill this beast that is this government. Uh, it's uh, actually going, uh, suing each one of our banks for it's not sued. providing us with uh, proper currency. Because if you look up in the, the legal definition of the word dollar, it's actually a quantity of silver. That's so you true. you can't change that just like you can't change the meaning of the word inch or centimeter. So each bank has 
pretty much uh, perpetrated fraud on us, and we could uh, all file small claims cases. We don't need any lawyers. Wait, wait, wait so you're saying, before you go on, um, I, I give my bank uh, these uh, Federal Reserve notes that we're calling dollars, um, and so therefore, shouldn't they be returning to me Federal Reserve notes? I mean, isn't that fair? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you can but, go after the bank. Can I give you an option? It's no, certainly not. And, and one could argue that the banks, uh, that the Federal Reserve allows uh, fractional reserve lending. I believe it's nine for every one uh, Federal Reserve note that they get. So if you get a loan from a bank, you could be able to sue because it's not uh, silver dollars. Uh, maybe you know because they're creating those dollars to loan you. Maybe, but uh, you know, it's an interesting approach. I don't know if it would it would work because in the world of legal land, you have to remember that. They can change definitions in the in the world of law, uh, statutes, regulations. They have definition sections where they can actually redefine words that you thought you knew what the the, the definitions were. They can completely change them, and so oh. it's possible that within the world of legal land, that the term dollar means something different than what you might find in the oh, actual dictionary. Shouldn't the legal land use their own legal di- dictionary? Are you it, saying that the legal, legal dictionary and it says it's a quantity of silver? They're not providing with it. Therefore, by common law, they're actually perpetrating a fraud. That's an interesting uh, like, viewpoint. So the you're saying the regular American citizen would not know that oh, there's no silver or gold backing up. Half the people are thinking oh. There's a bunch of gold in Fort Knox that are, you know, protecting our currency. But yeah, it's, it's nonsense. Not. So you're saying that in Black's Law or Bouvier's or whatever the the legal dictionaries yeah. are, you're saying it actually defines it as a, an amount of silver? Yeah. Well, knowing that, I did not realize that was the case. If that's the case, then that that does, you know, that might be a possibility. I I personally don't think that we're ever going to find liberty through using the government's court system, so I I'm not interested in that particular uh, avenue. But if that's what floats your boat, man, I say go for it. You know, file that lawsuit. I think it's a good idea. I think everybody files a small claims case, and the way that I see lawyers, it seems like there's a club. It seems like a club that they have an inside track to, but the rest of us. Are like idiots with this lawyer. Yeah, that is the case. Represents us. They've they've tried very hard to make it difficult for us to work within the the legal system. Yeah, so it's pretty ridiculous. So I'm thinking we should just boycott lawyers and just go for actual definitions. Oh, I absolutely agree with people uh, representing themselves and challenging the actual uh, the authority of the entire system, challenging the legitimacy of the system, rather than getting mired down into it and trying to play by their rules. Let's set our own rules, because people created governments. Governments did not create people, so we are above their silly little man laws. We're not above natural law, and the natural law is a simple law, and that says do, do no harm. Do not harm others. Don't destroy their exactly. property. So Don't destroy their property. They're harming us by perpetrating fraud on us, by giving us more of this currency. I think it's a great observation, and I wish you good luck with your uh, with your idea. And call us and let us know how it goes if you actually make it happen. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. sure. In the meantime, can you visit my website? Uh, well, go ahead. Plug your site. Uh, it's uh, JaniceNumismatics.com. I sell ancient coins online. Oh, cool. And I do a lot of work with That's currencies. That's good. So very good. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the call, and uh, any more of that, you'll have to actually advertise with the show. Yeah, well, I don't think you can actually advertise oh, yeah. with the show, because uh, Midas Resources uh, does numismatics, too, and uh, it's in our contract. Do they sell ancient coins at, my, at Midas? I don't know what qualifies as an ancient coin, but uh, I've, I've bought some hundred-year-old coins from them. I guess, well, that's, that's pretty old. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it qualifies as ancient, but... Uh, you know. 800-259-9231. We go to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Bill. Hello, gentlemen. How are you all doing Great. today? Good, What's on your mind, Bill? Well, let me 
it amazes me that somebody can defeat their own their own um, thesis by plugging their website. Because before he decides to file that lawsuit, he needs to dig in his coin collection, see how much of that is in silver, and that's all that the, the government's really going to need to throw the lawsuit out. What do you mean by that? Well, it says, well, by his own def- definition, it says to be backed by silver. Okay, well, technically, technically, silver is available to the public in the form of quarters and half dollars. And and uh, quarters actual, aren't silver. No, they're maybe like ten. <laughs> well, they're actually. It's broken down in certain percentages, but a certain percentage of it is silver. And yeah, but, that w- but the definition of a dollar is very precise. It's very precise as far as its actual amount of silver. There is a silver. silver dollar in circulation, though. Uh, it might still be in circulation, but I could probably find uh, – you know, I could try to use a bill from 100 years ago, and I'm sure that I could use it. What, he's, what he was getting at is that the, the dollars, the greenbacks you have in your wallet are not silver, nor do they represent silver, nor are they backed by silver. And he's saying that if they're calling it a dollar, it has to be a dollar, and it's not in any way, shape, or form a dollar by the definition that he gave, and that is a certain amount of – a very precise amount of silver. So he's saying that he's basing his fraud fraud claims on that, and it sounds like that might hold some water. It's an interesting viewpoint. It may. Well, there was a couple of points that I wanted to um, touch on. Um, the first yes, one was uh, actually they both pertain to agreeing with Ian, which as odd as that is, because he never <laughs> liked me to agree with Ian very much. Um, the first point, uh, as far as privatizing uh, law enforcement, it can be done. Um, not, I don't. I don't think it's going to be done on a federal level, but in a no. local municipality level, mm-hmm. um, as long as the city gets something in return, a company can come in if they've got enough money behind them. They can privatize anything they really want well, to. Well, you are correct. There have been examples in America of city governments actually bringing in private people to run the police department. That has actually happened. I believe Mary Ruart in her book Healing Our World actually gives a, a real-life example yeah, of I'm that. Yeah, I'm not real interested in a government-instituted monopoly in the no, area of police. that's not what I was suggesting when I, when I suggested that uh, we should be marketizing the police. I don't like the term privatized because it suggests exactly what you got at there, this sort of, well, we're going to still have government government police but we'll have private people be the government police or or you know some private company will act as government police what i was talking about is a true market a true free market in protection services i wouldn't even call them law enforcement because again they wouldn't really be enforcing man laws they would be just sort of peace officers their their main issue their main concern would be to keep the peace and put a stop to anybody who's breaching that uh that peace if somebody's fighting in a bar they'd break up the fight and they'd do everything they could to not arrest somebody unless they absolutely had to so their motivations would be completely different because They'd be subject to competition, which means that you could leave, you could stop using their services if you wanted to and go and use someone else's services or choose not to use anyone's services. Uh, and those are not options we have in the marketplace today, and that's what I would like to see. But ending the drug war would go a long way in returning uh, police to No doubt about status. it. I was just about to say, you know, uh, that's not going to fly because as long as the government gets $5,000 per DUI conviction uh, or whatever it is, the going rate is for a marijuana bust, 
they're not going to give it up. Oh, there's no doubt um, the government is not going to give this up easily. Government's not going to give up anything that we suggest on the show. Right. Not one thing to give are you, they going to give up. To give you an As example. a matter of fact, they're offended deeply that we would even suggest that, they, that the, the steady erosion of Americans' freedoms is, in fact, a steady erosion of Americans' freedoms. So, you know, what the government thinks, uh, what, what uh, you know, the, the people in government think is really, it's superfluous. It doesn't matter. Dan, to give you an example of just how entrenched they are, Bill, I know you had a second point, right? Hang on. Yeah, I had something We'll bring you back here in hour three. Hang on, Bill. 800-259-9231. And just as an example, uh, Bradley Jardis here in New Hampshire is a police officer who's a member of law enforcement against prohibition, and he says he's hated by the administration in this in this state because of him taking just a just a position a, a pro freedom position on that particular issue these people are entrenched and they don't want to go anywhere hour 3 coming up the cynic says I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do I wore a baseball cap because I was self conscious the believer says I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Coming up, besides your phone calls, which are the primary element of the show, Mark, you've got a story about a pizza dude that got canned for something he brought to work mm-hmm. and actually used, I guess, while on the job. We'll find yeah. out what that was all about here. But first, we go back to Bill in Oklahoma Bill, who had another point he wanted to make, so I want to make sure you had that chance. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and the second uh, point that I wanted to agree with Ian on, of course, was uh, your view on uh, political involvement or the lack of. Um, but I think um, an important point was missed as to why uh, organizations such as the Libertarian Party is slowly eroding away from its founding principles. And that is because... There are too much. Um, it's well, politics, of course, is a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. And instead of attracting the die-hard believers of the of the freedom movement and the liberty concept, they want to attract the billions of sheep that are that are not so much ingrained with the philosophies and try to teach basically an old dog new tricks philosophy in recruitment. And the problem with that is there's too much influence being um, derivative of the Democrats and the Republican, Republicans. And the, and the fine example of that is, if you'll uh, remember during the straw polls way back when, when uh, Ron Paul was blowing up cell phones with, uh, with votes, you saw a, qu- a quick shift automatically to the other candidates using 
Ron Paul's platform basically against him. I don't know if I recall what you were getting at there. They're using Ron Paul's platform against him. I don't. They were they were they were adopting his philosophies as part of their campaign. Not so. Make, not really. A, a, I mean, a bit here and there. Yeah, maybe a, yeah, a tad bit. But, that, but but that's where it starts, Mark. Is here and there, bits and pieces, and. And you're saying that's what the Libertarian Party is doing in reverse. They're adopting bad philosophy, unprincipled ways and viewpoints in the hopes that some people will come and vote for them so they can get their their people into office and, what, trick people into liberty? I mean, is that what their plan is? Either they want to, like, be dishonest with people and and not be forthcoming about what the true pro-liberty viewpoint is, or they're just not principled and they don't believe that in the first place and they're just, you know, watered down. I'm pretty sure that they're, they're, they're trying to give a facade of trying to stay true to their, their roots, but they're adapting to the change because they're trying to give what the people want to hear rather than what they need to hear. Yeah, I'm with you there. Thank Not you for the work. call tonight, Bill. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. In the same way it that... drove me out of the party. I revoked my membership a month ago over this nonsense. I, well, I've, uh, I've I've left essentially left the Republican Party years ago based on the same stuff. I I thought that it was the government of uh, the uh, the party of small government, and it wasn't. They That's were lying. That's been proven. Yeah. It, I mean, all you have to do is look at the Bush administration, and well, honestly, the Reagan administration. Even though Reagan is is probably the guy that's held up, uh, at least recently, as the small government savior. You know, his his uh, administration grew the government while he was in there. I, yeah, he did some great things. I'm not going to say he didn't. But. And the Republicans, the adherents, they they can't even use 9-11 as the excuse. They like to. They like to bring that up. You When you, when you confront a so-called conservative, someone who self-identifies in that way, you confront them with the fact that this government is the biggest it has ever been. Three trillion dollars, I think, is the, the number roundabouts at the, at the federal level at this point. It's never been. We've never seen a government this big in the entire world. You confront them with that. You point out that George Bush has increased the size of government at a faster clip than even Bill Clinton could have ever dreamed of. You point those things out, and they'll, you know, they'll usually just brush it off with, well, everything changed on 9-11. What, you don't want the Department of Homeland Security and the military and blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll just go, everything changed on 9-11. Well, we wait a minute. We have to be safe. Wait a minute. If you're excusing big government based on that, let's go ahead and rewind back to 2000. When the, what was it, their, uh, their plan for America in the, contract the, the 1990s, America. the contract for America, they'd had several years of the contract for America, and they didn't do anything about it. They didn't reduce the size of government. So there's plenty of evidence prior to 2001 to say that these guys are scumbags and liars. And the Democrats are scumbags and liars, too, but at least they're honest with you about wanting more government. At least a Democrat will tell you to your face that, yeah, government, great, want more of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that much. Well, what they're, one of the things they're lying about uh, is that, well, they, in fact, want to uh, to help, help the, the, poor. the underclass and the poor and the, and the uh, ethnic people. Because and their like policies that. that supposedly help poor people actually go to help big corporations and big business. That's right. Okay. So 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. What about this pizza dude? Mark, what, who is he? What happened? What's the story? From uh, Death by a Million Paper Cuts, which, or a Thousand Paper Cuts, excuse me, uh, which is, is a great little site here. That sounds painful, I must say. Yeah. Um, a pizza delivery man saved his own life but lost his job after he used a gun against a deadly assailant in Des Moines, Iowa. Really? A robbery. 
Pizza Hut driver James William Spears III was accosted after he attempted to deliver an order in the Sutton Hill Apartments at 10.30 p.m. on March the 27th in Des Moines. It's Sus- so amazing to me, just as an aside, that people will actually try to rob pizza guys. These dudes don't have any money. They, they don't carry more than like 20 bucks to Look, make change with. I had a guy cut the top on my BMW in order to get the change that I had <laughs> sitting in the little, uh, it was actually a cell phone holder. This yeah. is how shows how old the BMW was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it had a cell phone, uh, you know, they had a car phone back then. Right. And I put some change in there. It was like a bucks, buck 25 worth of change, just some quarters, <laughs> dimes, nickels, pennies. And they cut and the top, a $3,000 top on this car. And your door was unlocked the whole time. And right? it was. <laughs> so, yeah, don't think for a second that people won't do terrible things for oh, small I know. amounts of money. I know, but it's just so sad. So continue this Suspect, story. 19-year-old Kenneth Jimerson, perhaps it's Jimerson, um, allegedly held a gun at Spears' head and demanded money. Spears, who has a valid gun permit, ended up with both his and Jimerson's guns while um, Jimerson was uh, shot Three times by the Pizza Hut driver. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Whipped around and yeah, took care of the, took care of that problem. Jimerson was survived survived the gunshot wounds and was arrested and charged with a first degree uh, felony robbery. Yeah, I'm not sure what I think. I think that uh, you know now we all get uh, robbed to take care of this you know yeah. killer, this robber, this uh, you know this bad guy. I I understand he could turn around to be a good guy. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, like but, things can change you know, for him in the moment. Hey, you're a bad guy at that moment, and if you'd have bought it, I wouldn't have shed any tears. Yeah, and uh, honestly, if more, um, if, if if more armed robbers got it in the head, then there'd be fewer armed robbers. Mm, you know, this people. Is true. Would be, I, I think that it would be a, uh, a superior deterrent than what we've got going today. Yeah. Nice, quick, swift justice that works. Instant. Uh, let's see. An 18-year-old girl, Melanie Stout, was arrested and charged with conspiracy after the cops alleged Stout was one the one who called in the order. Mm. So apparently they didn't even take the pizza. Uh, pizza Hut fired Spears, but not before they offered the longtime driver counseling, a small uh, counseling? yeah package, and help in securing new employment. Oh, counseling over the, the stress of killing someone? Well, somebody held a gun at his head. I mean, I or shooting someone. I, I, can certainly understand why it is that. But they uh, fired him because they have a, they have a policy about this, right. do they? Um, on the, on the site uh, Pizza Marketplace, James Bickers wrote about the uh, perils of pizza delivery drivers in 2002, called uh, the Danger Zone. Bickers pointed out in a case similar to Spears, where a driver in Washington D.C. in the late 70s used a handgun to scare off a robber. After the manager announced that none of his drivers were allowed to carry uh, guns, robberies of drivers dramatically increased. Wow! But after the no gun policy was dropped, robberies decreased dramatically. If Imagine that. True. A little <laughs> microcosm Hut, of gun control. Yeah. If Pizza Hut's public announcement that it does not allow its drivers to carry guns may result in even more robbery and or murder attempts of its drivers. You're damn right it will. In 2004, MSNBC reported on the first and fledgling attempts to form a National Pizza Delivery Drivers Union Association of uh, Pizza Delivery Drivers in Hendersonville, Tennessee. At that time, over 600 drivers across the country had signed up for the free union. Treasurer of the union, um, Tim Lockwood, said pizza drivers make an estimated... Five fifty to six fifty an hour plus tips, mm. and a reimbursed fifty to seventy five cents per delivery. No matter how far that is, um, said Lockwood, in a lighted pizza sign on a car, the bad area says, "Look at me, I've got food and I've got cash, cash. and I'm unarmed." Yep. Pizza Hut's policy of no guns says uh, put in place and administered by employees who do not risk their lives delivering yep. a product sold by the giant pizza company. It's a stupid policy, and I hope that uh, the the drivers that are concerned with that will leave. 
and go and work for a company that is a little bit more open-minded. Yeah, but mom and pop shop will probably let you carry Damn some Damn right. More coming up. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 2,000 of our listeners. There are over 350,000 posts to surf around through, and uh, you can read everything from fun posts to serious issues. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com, and it's free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Speaking of reading, go check out uh, freedom-engineering.com. It's an anarcho-capitalist adventure series uh, starring Tad Galahad and his adventures. I believe they're working on uh, Chapter 6 now, so uh, keeps on keeps on adding new chapters. And it's free, right? Yep. Cool. Freedom-engineering.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, we go to your phone calls about what you want. It's Jeff in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Jeff. Yeah, I just wanted to make a couple of comments about what you know you guys were talking about. Yes, sir. I, go ahead. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, talking about robbery and all these other things going on, you know, what's the difference between, you know, someone going out and robbing someone and, and, a, and a Washington bureaucrat or or, you know, somebody like Enron engaging in embezzlement or fraud, embezzling millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and then getting just, you know, a few years in prison versus somebody that goes out and robs someone and gets X amount of dollars, and they ended up getting, you know, 40 or 50 years. I mean, it's in uniforms and power and influence. And and uh, also, the one of the big differences between... The common, uh, you know, the street thug and the political thug, one of the big differences is the politicians come back year after year. The street thug is probably only going to get you once, uh, whereas the politicians keep coming back and there is no fighting back against them. Street thug, you can fight back against, and every, everybody will look at that and say, yeah, you're a hero for fighting back against that bad guy. But if you fight back against the politicians, then you're a nut job. Then you're crazy. So there's definitely some differences, but yes, generally theft is theft. Well, I mean, you know, these guys. Uh, we're talking, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, even embezzlement. Um, I read somewhere where a lady was she got caught embezzling um, over a million dollars, and it was under the federal guidelines. And I, I can't remember exactly how much time she got, but it was under five years. And that amount of money. Versus, you know, someone going in and, and taking it, basically, you know, stealing it in the same way, just in a different manner. I mean, I can't even, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem um, logical or fair. Jeff, point of clarification on, on uh, embezzling. Are you referring to simply uh, private companies, people um, taking money from private companies? Are you talking about people taking money from government programs like bureaucrats? Well, I'm, I'm talking about both. I mean, because, you know, whether you take it from the government or a private company, I mean, the, the citizen guidelines, I think, are basically the same. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to a private company, if there's a member of that executive staff that has figured out a way to leech some money out from the company in some some manner, and they get caught, it certainly should not be an issue involving anyone but the company and that individual. I disagree. And if if, if a, an executive manages to steal money from a company, of which I am an owner, and he has uh, committed fraud, then he's a thief, and a thief needs to go in front of a court and be uh, punished for his uh, Well, no, no, you didn't theft. let me finish my thought. 
if you're a victim, Mark, then it would be between you and the thief. And that thief should pay you restitution. That I agree. person should not go to a jail cell that we all have to pay for and, you know, keep them there for five or ten years or however long it no, is. I so. think a restitution and, uh, you know, a, a punitive amount of damages. I think that uh, people That's would what do, restitution is. You thieves, get the money back plus. Um, you know, nonviolent thieves especially. But uh, thieves would be far, you know, we, the society would be served far better if they were required to pay back what they had done wrong right. and a punitive amount. So how many of those people well, that, that – how many of those people – People that embezzled millions of dollars actually ended up having to pay that back. And I don't mean required in today's sense, yeah, guys, bankruptcy. I, guys, I'm not condoning bank robbery. My point is these people that are doing these white-collar crimes, and a lot of them are tied to political officials in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., they're and, you know, stealing all these millions of dollars. They basically get a slap on the wrist. Sure, some, some, some of them even probation. I'm yeah. not condoning bank robbery, but some of these other people, and, they, and of course bank robbery, I guess depending on whether or not they have a gun, but uh, you know is a violent offense and is, falls up under different sentencing guidelines. But but uh, in any event, I think that uh, so you're pointing out that they're protected, that they're insulated from really. I think that they should be getting more time than than what they are getting. But what good does uh, time do? I yeah. mean, that's what I mean, we're pointing out here, Jeff. I'd it, like to see them punished, but it, I, I think that uh, you know, our, our, just our paradigm of sending people to prison. That in and of itself stinks because the, the the employees of Enron, the stockholders of Enron, by the way, of which I am one, mm. uh, I am a stockholder of Enron, and uh, those people are out their money and they're never going to get any back. And right. you know, they, what, what are we going to do about Part it? Part of justice, real justice, is making the victim whole again. Even if the, that guy, the uh, you know, Ken, is it Ken Lay? Is that the gentleman? He was name? one of them. Yeah. yeah. Even if those guys that are responsible for it just spend the rest of their lives trying to pay me off by digging holes, you know, if they. If if they take all their pro houses and property and all that stuff that they own, uh, you know, sell it off and uh, and and give the money, what you know, some pennies on the dollar back to the stockholders and and the employees. You get something, They'd something be better, better than nothing. Jeff, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I understand his mentality because I used to be someone who had that mentality of well, you do the crime, you do the time. You know, that sort of cliched uh, law and order mentality and. No. Well, I do it, think that if you do the crime, you should get the punishment. However, I think the punishment um, the punishment should, should not be in, smarter. And well, currently, the punishment just enriches the state. But okay, when when you say do the time, it makes it sound like you're sitting in a prison cell somewhere. Sure. And I don't think that in most in most criminal situations involving someone lo losing property or money or something like that, I don't think that is uh, is appropriate. I think that what is appropriate is restitution, where the victim is paid back plus. So you get, you know, your window gets broken by somebody, you get the window, and you get, you know, you get enough money to cover what it costs to have the window repaired, and then you get a little bit of money on top of that in order to uh, compensate you for any damage that you might have felt internally or whatever. Something additional, because obviously if a criminal knows that he can just pay back the original amount, then... There's not really that much risk to going and, and doing it, whereas if there's a punitive amount on top of that, then that makes sense. So if we're making our victims whole again, then we've really got justice, whereas if somebody just does something bad and then they have to sit some time and I mean that's the that's the equivalent of sitting in the corner, you know, go and go to this jail cell and sit there for a few years. I'm not saying that that's that that it doesn't stop people from doing things in the future certainly people are deterred to some extent by that system i'm not saying it's Im completely imperfect but it's not as good as it could be 
could be a lot better with restitution. Victims could be We're all being victimized. We're all yes. being victimized by having to take care of these people. Including the victims. So they get victimized yep. a second time. So we all get victimized to keep all these people in jail that don't really need to be there. And then the actual victims of the crime are really insulted because then they have to pay to keep their perpetrator in a prison cell. This whole system we have is bass-ackwards. And it needs to change. It can change within the, the current government parameters. There's nothing stopping that from happening. Right. And what we're proposing, the, the, the system that we're proposing, actually historically has a, a lot more momentum behind it. It's this sort of uh, weird, you know, the, the, the imprisoning was just something that, uh, you know, that the, the nobles did to the, the peasants that were on their land hunting their deer, or, you know, in the king's forest and things like that. Yeah, imprisonment. People couldn't afford to do that back in the day. 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and they include the bulletin board system, the live streams, the updates, all of that stuff we give away. So enjoy it all free at freetalklive.com. And join us for Porkfest coming up this summer very, very soon, as a matter of fact. Happening June 9th through the 15th, it's the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Pork Fest. And there, you'll be able to discover the outdoor and recreational adventures that New Hampshire has to offer. The location uh, is the same as it was last year. And it is a, a very nice little kind of a ski resort during the wintertime. And during the summer, it's more of a campground uh, affair. And there's a mountain right nearby. So you can climb up the mountain, which we didn't get to do last time, but we're gef- definitely going to do this time. You did? Yeah, I climbed up at least one of the mountains. When there, I say we, I meant Julia and I. There are, uh, there are several around there. There's, there's quite a few peaks to, to hit in that particular vicinity. Is that and, right? Okay. Yeah, cool. and it was, a, it was a nice walk. And we got to see a wild turkey. As a matter of fact, really? I got, uh, like, attacked might be pushing it like i was first the turkey ran away mm-hmm. and then you know it must have had a nest there so then the turkey runs back sort of bigger <laughs> than it was when it ran away <laughs> and um, you know make that noise make it just like that <laughs> um, and making noises at me and that kind of thing so i picked up a stick because <laughs> like, the turkey scared me and uh I, you know it'd, it'd be one thing if if i wasn't scared of the turkey but yeah I've, so i i you know thrashed at the ground the turkey And you had to have a stick because you're a convicted felon. You couldn't have been carrying a firearm, whereas everyone else in the campground can. In this state, uh, I can't even own a deadly weapon. Are you saying you can't be killed with a stick? So I was was committing a felony just picking up a stick. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help. So it's a felony even if there's no one else around? That's what the felony is. Uh, Here in New Hampshire, it's a felony for a uh, a convicted felon to possess a deadly weapon, and I'm now holding a pair of scissors. Uh Whoa. Are you saying that no one has ever been killed? Those those are my scissors. Those are your scissors. I should have prevented you from picking. Now, those were within reach, right? So if it's within grasp, correct? That's certainly possession. 
Oh, my. Active possession. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called active possession, yeah. All right. So, anyway, uh, Pork Fest, there's a lot to do. Outdoorsy stuff's going to be happening. A lot of camping. It's an entire week-long event. Uh, We mentioned the the fun tent that Jason from SACL CAI is going to be putting on. All kinds of drinks are going to be available. And it's going to be a great time. People are going to be having a good time. And it's going to be just full of liberty-oriented people. You've never experienced, if you haven't been around... Uh, if you've never been to Porkfest before, the Liberty Forum, two Free State Project-oriented events here in New Hampshire, you've uh, you've never experienced anything quite like this. Actually, being the uh, in the vicinity of hundreds of people that think like you do, people that believe in liberty, that you don't have to explain yourself to. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling, and it really, if you've never visited New Hampshire or met any of the activists here, it's going to be. Pretty uh, an amazing experience for you. So I, I hope to see you there because we're going to be broadcasting live three nights. Uh, again, discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We go to your phone calls. It's Marco in Washington. Marco, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, well, I just want to talk about an experience I had last night um, and kind of ask you a question in conjunction with it. I okay. went to dinner with a few friends. And uh, after dinner, we enjoyed some uh, herbal remedies, and <laughs> okay. then uh, we started discussing something. And I, you know, I brought out my plans of, of yeah. moving to New Hampshire at the end of this year. And uh, one thing led to another, and they asked, you know, how I came across my plans and what what the end plan was, and and you know, started asking about the philosophy of liberty and all this other good stuff and freedom. And then when when it was done. You know, I think for the most part, they kind of understood where I was coming from, but good. the majority of the group was hardcore Democrats. Ah. And uh, so they weren't really swallowing it, but, you know, they could see the idea. And, of course, they couldn't really counter anything with a decent argument. Of but then I not. got accused of, uh, of, of possibly belonging to a cult, <laughs> or, cult or having like a cult-like mentality. Have you guys ever experienced that? You know, if you go and look at the definition of a cult, there are a lot of them, and they don't all necessarily involve religion. They can involve a group with a similar belief system. So, yeah. No, that definition of a cult is dumb. I'm just accepting the definitions. That's all, Mark. It's just just a dumb definition. It doesn't fit. Um, The fact is, no, it's not a cult. There is not a charismatic leader. That's true. Who is the charismatic leader of uh, libertarianism? There isn't one. Um, Does libertarianism separate you from your family and require you to give money to them or even encourage Exactly, and that's the route that I took with it. I was like, yeah, I don't really see any negatives here. I'm not being forced to do anything against my will. I'm not being forced to pay anything. I'm not being forced, you know, no one's forcing anything on me. And what you can say is it's a philosophy of freedom and uh, liberty and peace. And if you want to call me a zealot for freedom and peace, go ahead. Yeah. And that way you embrace (laughs) it and tell them, well, look, you're a a big government tyrant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Yep, because I, you know, am I zealotous for for peace and liberty? Hell yeah, I am. I no yeah. no lie about that's it. That's what excites I me. Talk, you know? I talk about it with uh, you know strangers. I I you know I talk about these concepts with people. I try to plant little seeds of liberty in everyone I meet all the time. Yes, yes, Absolutely. I am a liberty and peace zealot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any other yeah, thoughts, you know, Mark? Something funny happened here the other day. I was I was listening to your show, uh, one of the recordings during work, and mm-hmm. uh, someone uh, was standing next to my bench and got irritated. Oh. And basically 
basically told you guys to leave the country. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they always yeah, do. Trot that one out. And I was like, I was like, yeah, these guys are pretty crazy. They believe America should be a free country, you know. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. They believe it, or yeah, right. The, it should be a free country. <laughs> yeah, right. It should be a free country. Huh. Exactly. Yeah, total. Okay. Idiot. No, there's not Go much back to work. Not much you're going to be able to do yeah. with uh, somebody yeah. who's who who is you know just freedom against sucks. freedom from the beginning. Yeah. Most Americans, yeah. most people like the idea of um, freedom, and if you if For they themselves. don't like freedom, at the very least they like the word liberty because they don't even know what the hell that means. Well, they like the idea of having the freedom yeah. to choose for themselves. It's just those other people that they don't want choosing for themselves. Exactly. So what did you say to that guy at that point? Uh, well, we discussed for a few more seconds, and then he just walked away and blamed. So. Yeah, I got yeah. work to do, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's just not much you're going to do with that. Right. No, and, no, not at all. At least when you moved to New Hampshire, and you said you're moving the end of the year, so you remember the first 1,000 pledge? Yeah, well, I'm not actually a part of that pledge. Ah, Mark, you were right. There are, people, there are people coming up that aren't members of the uh, the first 1,000 pledge, so maybe we will have more than 1,000. Could you do me pledge. a favor and sign up for the next 1,000 pledge? They're looking for people uh, there to sign up, and and, and sure. since you're moving, just go ahead and do that. Yeah, would that, that certainly makes sense. So, uh, so you are moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You're going to be surrounded probably for the first time ever, by people that are like-minded, people that uh, feel as you do. And you're going to be presented with the opportunity to get involved in so much, so much more than you've ever been, uh, ever had the opportunity to get involved in before, to where you're going to have to choose. This weekend, for instance, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com is going to be doing another outlaw event where he'll be breaking several laws at once in Concord. And it's happening at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, which is the same exact time we get together here in Keene for Social Sunday. So I'm bummed out because I'd really like to go to Concord to see Dave do his uh, civil disobedience thing. But at the same time, I feel obligated to be here for those people that might not know about what Dave's doing and might just show up to Social Sundays. So I'm going to pick Social Sundays. But Don't forget the... Uh, well, it's not an easy choice. I, I'm moving, so there's going to be a lot of Liberty lovers helping me move. We oh, do that right. here in the Free State Project. Right, Mark's moving this weekend. And you've got a you've got a local radio show you've got to do. You're doing some activism there. Yep. You're appearing on a local show to uh, talk about the Free State Project, Liberty, and all that kind of stuff. There's here. so much to do. You can fill your plate with as much as you want. If there's still not enough, you can always start something on your own. So have you ever experienced yeah, anything so like that before? To get there. I mean, have you ever experienced anything like that before, Marco? Absolutely not. Absolutely oh, not. It's a blast. So. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. And the the people here are the best. And I wish you good luck in your trip. When are you coming in? Uh, coming uh, some summertime, fall? No, it'll be uh, wintertime actually. Oh wow! Look us up when you get here. That's hardcore, <laughs> yeah. man. Where, where are you moving yeah, to? I, I've lived in all kinds of environments, so it's, it's cool. Oh, I'm no sure big deal for you then. Where are you moving to? Yeah. Do you know yet? Uh, no, not yet. Nothing. Uh. Nothing in rock yet. You have much to think about, my it, friend. I, you know, I really don't care. Uh, at this point, I don't care if I have to live out of my tent. I'm going there, and I'm going to you know, live my life. That's a good attitude, Marco. Liberty. Thanks for the call, exactly. dude. Appreciate it. Hey, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for you. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You get some perks, little... uh 
extras to sweeten the pot a bit, like access to the AMP-only chat room, which is quite busy tonight, uh, as well as the AMP-only forum and AMP-only toll-free call-in lines. There's more, too. Uh, what do we have? AMP-only podcast as well, which is uh, commercial-free. So Entirely commercial-free? Well, not... It better not, not be. Count I, the live reads. They, they have to listen to the live reads. They don't get any of the ads that uh, I sell as podcasts? Uh, no. But those, those are the people that are most likely to buy the products. Sorry, man. They, I've told you this. Your advertisers have to buy live reads if they want to reach the amplifiers. It's the only way to do it. I did not know that. Yep. Make some notes. So don't forget it. 800-259-9231. Everyone else that listens to the podcast, here's the advertisements. Uh, of which there are not very many, but the amplifiers get a bonus. And they you don't mean advertise? Oh, there's not very many advertisements. There are many, many people that listen to the podcast. Yes, there are not very many advertisements Thousands. in the podcast. Okay, so uh, become an amplifier. You can help us get on more radio stations, bring more people on board with the show, and expose them to the message of freedom and liberty. So go and get on board at amp.freetalklive.com. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Dave in Athens, Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi Dave, this guy this is a Mormon libertarian. First off, I want to congratulate the winner of the American Idol last night. I, Who's that? I don't know anything about this. Oh, his name was David Clark. Well, Yay, David! Yeah. Was he a and, good singer? Uh, I want to ask you something. Uh, how do you feel about citizens groups? That there's a situation where a citizens group tried to get this guy to put in a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys so far refused. Okay. And uh, they went to the government, and they asked the guy nicely, can you please put in a sidewalk? And he said no. Mm. Is it a guy's private house, or is it a business? It's a business, yes. Aha. Okay. And... I've got to say that if a business doesn't want to put a sidewalk in, um, you know, they'll they, lose business. They, 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 it's ugly. Likely. I mean, they could, as far as I'm concerned, a business can weld their door shut yeah. if that's what they want to do. It's probably going to be bad for business, and not having a sidewalk is bad for business. And but I, what happened? You said they went to the government, Dave. What happened then? Well, the guy wants to sell the property in the city. He actually wanted to turn it into a gentleman's club. Okay. Yeah. And that was his idea. So wait, I missed I missed the point. You said that they went to the city. Who wants to sell the place? The the current owner. Be- the current owner, yes. But what's the how did the city get involved, if at all? The citizens group went to the city and said, "You see, it's not the sidewalk. It's not accessible." Okay. There's but no did the city walk. take an action? I understand the group went to the city, but the, the, did the city do anything about their complaints? They're trying, and now the guy wants to sell. Oh, okay. So now he wants to sell because they're putting the heat down on him? Yeah. I see. So he had plans, and now he's just tr- tr- junked the plans because he he can feel the heat, and he knows he's going to be uh, politically it's going to be politically unfavorable, and they're going to come after him. Dave, thanks for the call tonight. Right. We appreciate it tomorrow. as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. We go to Dan in Montana. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah. Um, I have a real quick question. I was I was listening to uh, one of your callers ask, you know, or tell you that somebody said you have to leave the country for your uh, philosophy. And I had the same thing yeah. happen to me. But my question is, if somebody tells me to leave the country, where do I go if I'm a Native American? <laughs> you know, it, it, Have you ever asked someone that? Well, yeah, it's... Uh, 
What do they it's tell you? It's quite a controversy, and what I'd really like to wait, do is... Wait, wait, what do they on. tell you? I, I, I'm curious. What is their response when you bat them back with that one? Um, well, if you realize the mindset of somebody who can actually say that, you don't have a comeback to them. Right. This is it, it, it's it's the sort of come it's the sort of statement that one make um, mm-hmm. would would make that that is at the end of their rope logically. They right. haven't they can't really come up further. with anything, and they're the same. It's the same sort of logic that says um, when you when you're talking about solving the problem um, in the Middle East, bomb them until it's glass. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind right. of you know just well, I don't, don't have to think. deal with it. Don't want to think. Must be violent. Kick them out. Blow them up. <laughs> it's kind of funny because you just said that the last caller was an LDS person. Yes. Uh, he's a Mormon, yeah. 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 And I was trying to talk to somebody from his uh, belief about the situation that you guys mentioned earlier about um, what happened with the FDS, FLDS. Right. Yes, sir. And I tried to really cautiously explain to him that I heard Alex Jones make comments about, you know, positive comments. And as soon as I mentioned who they were, he says they're not part of us. And he was they're very not part of us? Even, yeah. Like part of the country? Right. Well, they, part part of, of, they tried very hard to belief. distance themselves oh, from I the see. fundamentalists. Um, you know, they, if you can imagine when it comes to Latter-day Saints, the first two things that somebody says to these people, not right now, but normally is... Uh, something about polygamy and something about magic ca- underwear. Caffeine. Oh, um, magic underwear is probably right up there, uh, but it's just it's not as uh, it's not as widely known. Yeah, I didn't know. About I didn't it know until we talked about it on the show. show. Yeah. So um, they, you know, these are the things they have to deal with. That's the first thing they hear every single time. You know, right. if you can imagine, if if being say white or American Indian or whatever, the uh, you know the first thing that people say to you, it gets irritating. I, you know, I'm gonna come back. I th- I, I want to remember that I'm a Native American line. I just think that's great. I, coming back with but the you're world, not a Native American. I was born here. I'm uh, well, a Native American. Well, as Native as I am, so <laughs> I'm an actual member of a tribe of this country. So I got gotcha. you. He, he knew that when he said that to me. Still, yeah. it's a great comeback either way. Thank you for the call, Dan. We appreciate well, it. Well, one last question. Um, quick, quick, go. What do I do then when I tried to talk to the LDS person to get him to understand what I was trying to do was find out if he had any compassion for those people? Mm. And, and it's amazing to me that he would actually turn his back on them. Because there's some other different group than him, and it seems to be the same mentality this whole nation seems to carry that immediately they don't want to be affiliated with somebody who's made the news because they're embarrassed about him. And I, I really don't know how to change that right yet. I yeah, that's a I tough guess you'd issue. have to just push forward and say what you thought, what it is that you thought about the situation. Um, because religious I, I people tend to re, re, dedicated religious people like that, zealous religious people tend to be very intolerant. Yeah, uh, don't, don't don't expect that uh, necessarily a positive reaction from the person simply because you support someone else's religion. Because that's how people can be. I mean, imagine uh, imagine talking about supporting a Muslim um, to a Christian. They don't care. They only care about their religion uh, being, you know, uh, treated fairly. Sure, even the, I mean, even the subsects of Christianity disagree with one another on a variety of things, and so I don't imagine you'd find much agree- agreement there either. Dan, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. We go to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ida Mark. Hey there, last caller tonight, huh? Maybe so. What's up, Stephen? Okay, well, you guys were talking about evangelizing for liberty, basically. I don't know if that's the words you wouldn't... I don't know if you would use those words, but what it kind of sounded like and uh i've been working on this neoconservative for about a year now that i work with okay and um after a year of trying to put little ideas in his head um and trying not to debate with him so that he gets angry but trying to you know reason with him sure he after a year of this today he said that he thinks that george w bush is one of our greatest presidents (laughs) 
and so it's not working. Just Throw in the towel. Well, yeah, I don't. Uh, and I and I said, well, yeah, if you love big government, and he goes, well, what else was he supposed to do? He had to clean up Clinton's mess. See, same old excuse, right? And, and, and yeah. I guess the question, the answer, ask the clean question that would be: making bigger government. Uh, well, isn't <laughs> how does big government clean up the mess of big government? Yeah, what the hell is that kind of logic? It's crazy. Well, and he, he has the same excuse for Huckabee. He's from Arkansas uh, originally. And he has the same excuse for Huckabee because, you know, Huckabee increased taxes and grew the size of Arkansas government. Yes, he did. Well, yeah. he had to clean up Clinton's mess. Just nonsense. Well, that doesn't remember, make just sense. because he's, uh, you know, just because he might be a Republican or a neocon or whatever, doesn't make him a conservative. Like conservatives are are people right. that you can tr- uh, you can convert over time. Liberals right. are people you can convert over time. Moderates are people yeah. you can convert over time. Authoritarians, yeah, he, he, people he will that, stand on a soapbox and and uh, discuss how we should have some gun regulation and, quote-unquote, enforce the laws that are already on the books. Yeah, he's just an, uh, an out-and-out authoritarian. Yeah, he's just I mean, an authoritarian. Now, they have, there's yeah. such thing as conservative and um, liberal authoritarians out there, but they're exactly. essentially people that believe that the government is the only organization that can solve problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So somebody like so, that, you know, move on. There are other fish in the sea. That's right. You know, keep planting the seeds. You never know over time. Uh, You know, just I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bite my tongue, um, but at the same time I wouldn't go out of my way. Rude to the guy or anything like that. Right. Uh, But well, if I if I had called your show twenty years ago, if it had if it had existed. I would have come at you from a liberal Democrat perspective. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, people do change. Absolutely. Yep. You just got to give them time. But you also can't really worry about them either. Thanks for the call, dude. That's we appreciate it. it. You right. can listen to old episodes with me on the show. and uh, Oh, man. Yeah. It's a whole different world. I, I was basically uh, a ditto head. I, you know, I listened to Rush, <laughs> and, and Rush was right. 800-259. Oh, wait. We're done. Show's over. It's been it's Ian it, here you with you. can't call in. <laughs> no, I've been doing that a lot recently. Shame on and me. Mark. All right, uh, back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.